Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Let's just start. Okay. Okay. Podcast starts now. Uh, hello, 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 listeners, and welcome to your favorite podcast. Everyone's the everyone's favorite podcast. It's the podcast that is number one on the charts. Stradio Lab, the podcast about a podcast about two gay guys talking about straight culture. Um, George, um, you know what I realized right before hitting um, or saying podcast starts now. What? When this comes out, uh oh, the election will be over. No. Yeah. That's psychotic. Isn't that crazy? I do this is such a toxic way to start this intro. <laughs> That's what makes a good podcast. This is gonna be what do you want? Hello, how are you? Do you want like are you having a good day? Like, do you want like to hear about my morning freaking coffee? Listen, no. you know that much like Chris Pratt, I'm not overtly political. <laughs> I don't really like kind of, you know, getting into the weeds of politics, such as who will win an election. That's so true. Well, you know, and George, I, I just have to challenge you on that. And I think it's time that you just hop in, you know, there's never been a better time. It's so popular right now. So there's like so much to talk about. The best thing you can do is record a podcast that's going to come out right after the election happens and then speculate about what could happen in that election. <laughs> because it's I interesting already feel so good about this. Because everyone will already know, but we'll be speculating. So it'll be this is like a time capsule. This is like a yes. week ago time capsule. Well, we have to record various options. So I'll be like, <laughs> I'm so 
blank that blank won. And then, you know, depending on who it is, we'll be like, I'm so pissed. Okay. That- Wait, this is genius. Let's like, this is like what they do for Drag Race. Like they yes. record one with everyone winning. So, okay. Well, okay. we have this, actually. This um, is Trump one. Trump one podcast starts now. Go. Okay. Oh my God. This sucks. Life sucks again. I said, I was one of the people that said from the beginning, he's going to win again. And and the thing is, truly, if they had just let Bernie be the nominee, we wouldn't be having this. Exactly. If Amy Klobuchar had been the nominee, this would not be the reality we'd be living in now. We would be in Klob's America, and we would be happy. And we would be having big breakfasts every morning as her uh, goal stated. I'm one of Amy's top gays, <laughs> and I advised her on LGBTQ plus issues, and I said say faggot and she refused to listen to me and that's why she didn't win it's so sad that um she just was talked down to this whole time because she is the future of the democratic party a hundred percent and even the republican party and even just you know have have, uh, nights with friends she's the future of it she's the queen of nights with friends she's the queen of of ny city nightlife she's the queen of they call her the mayor of nyc nightlife that's kind of her (laughs) moniker um okay i think that's now let's do a biden one okay so biden wins this this one Okay, you know what? I think we can't be complacent despite the fact that Biden won. Let's, we can't go back to brunch. You know, I disagree. I'm so happy he won because finally I can stop reading the news. Oh, listen. <laughs> finally I can start reading the news. Okay, now that Biden's winning, can we finally eat brunch? I haven't had a pancake in a damn decade. I haven't eaten. I've been doing a, a fast, a long, dis, long-term fast body positive fasting for the last four years when trump won four years ago i joined a gym and i Mm. said i'm gonna have an incredible body by the time this is all over now i have that body and i just want to stop my abs hurt (laughs) my pecs are too big my shirts don't fit anymore it's so every day i get up and i'm and i'm full body sore from all my workouts i'm full body sore from my head to my damn toes my toes are falling off <laughs> from from leg day. I, I say I, I do a leg day and then one of my toes falls off and I say it's worth it. And now Trump is out of office. Biden is in. He was inaugurated on election day. Uh, oh, unprecedentedly. It, that's unprecedented and actually like kind of unethical, but it's OK because we support him. Yeah, it's it's us doing it. And so now I can uh, read a book, watch hbo's girls again Mm -hmm. and just relax i said to myself if biden wins i can finally rewatch hbo's girls and i am so happy that that's happening because i had completely forgotten about how yorma tacone was in it and his ass was out (laughs) that is so important to remember i mean you can't enjoy his ass like in a trump world i will say it is hard to enjoy hbo's girls in a trump world you need to have the security of a Democrat in office so that then you can be like, it's actually much better than people say it is. Well, you need a Democrat in office to enjoy HBO's girls because you need to, there needs to be like, okay, like there needs to be less big problems so you can focus on the small ones. Right. Well, the big ones are HBO's girls and the small <laughs> ones are the election. That's what you're saying, right? All right. Sorry. That's correct. Yeah. Interesting. Um. I I I do think it was cool of Biden 
in his inauguration on election day uh, that he did make Lena the uh, secretary of the <laughs> secretary, vice of, secretary of vice president of defense. Yep. Um, I, I thought that was so powerful. And can I just say something about that? Yeah. She only got that position because her mom is a famous artist. Shut up. No, she put in the work. She literally got that position of being secretary of the vice president. <laughs> of what is it again? Of de- secretary of the vice president. Of vice of president of defense. She literally only got it because she she gave like a one page handwritten pitch for what she would do as secretary of the vice president of defense. And then just because she like comes from a wealthy family and went to St. Anne's for um, high school, they gave it to her. No, that is so ignorant. She in- This is like a round. No. Contra all over again. No, she independently produced. Uh, she did her own sort of uh, indie version of being secretary of the vice president of defense. And- yeah, well, she filmed this um, application video where she's walking around in the Middle East and but it's like body positive yeah which i thought was really actually if you did watch it it was kind of good and so you kind of see like okay well she proved that she could do it and so they gave her a job like based on her thesis at oberlin i just think you know she's gonna be a good secretary of vice president of defense and like it's not really our place as podcast hosts to judge that it's true i mean when you have the experience of being a writer producer and director and actress, that means you can do a position as multifaceted and dynamic as secretary of the vice president of defense. Because a lot you of people want, this is like, you could, listen, the obvious choice would have been like Elizabeth Banks. Because of course, she's, she's been in the game had, longer. She's, and she's been in the industry longer. I thought she had a really interesting um, turn as a director on the very critically acclaimed and commercially successful Charlie's Angels reboot. Uh-huh. But well, and who could forget the critically acclaimed uh, Power Rangers reboot also? Yes. Yes. She really is the queen of critically acclaimed and commercially successful reboots. And that's kind of what America needed right now. And you can say that again. <laughs> America needed a critically acclaimed, commercially successful reboot. And I said from the very beginning, the man for that job is Mr. Joseph R. Biden. And Elizabeth Banks, but she didn't get the position of... Vice President, Secretary, Secretary, Secretary? Vice President of Defense. Correct. It instead went to Lena Dunham. God, this intro is so fucking stupid. (laughs) George, I actually feel like it was good. Okay. You think like stupid in a bad way? No, you convinced me. Okay, awesome. Maybe you should be Secretary of the Vice President of Defense. You know, I love a healthy debate. You know, someone saying, I don't like something. Me saying, I do like something. And the other person saying, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, should we introduce our guest, the previous secretary of the vice president of defense? Yes. Let's bring in our guest. um, The one and only open up your ears, eyes, Mm -hmm. mouth, and nose. The globally renowned (laughs) political scientist, Annie Donnelly. Yes. It's going to get political in here. Good. Uh oh, it's going to get political in here. Annie, the results are rolling in. What are your thoughts? Well, I can't believe that this that we have a new a, a new president now. Mm, correct. You know, and um, I just wait. I just can't wait to you know go swimming again. Yes, yeah. I wasn't able to float before. Yeah. Well, that might be your diet. Yeah. Too much. Too much muscle mass. <laughs> yeah, t- you're too muscly. Yeah. I saw, I just, I sink. 
Yeah, like a nickel. Right. A really buff nickel. Mm. <laughs> mm. Um, so you're swimming. Um, I want to be swimming. I'm Yes, I'm swimming now. I want to be swimming more. I wish the mm. pools were open. Open the gates. It's it's chilly out. We need heated pools in the city. Annie, you. you know I agree with you 110%. Okay, but I'm sure there are heated pools, but, you know, I'm not an elitist. I don't have friends in high places. No. So, you know, give the people heated pools. Here's the thing. It's just like... We have the technology, like pools already are heated, but they're heated in the summer. That's actually when you don't need to heat them because it's hot out. Like yeah. heat them in the fall, winter, spring, and keep them open. Keep the pools open. I love a good 24-7 pool. <laughs> the water doesn't rot. There's no reason for it to close. Keep the pools open. I mean, the rot, the water could rot from just being uh, uh, dirty. Right. Do you oh. ever get scared of that? I water am like really... can be dirty. A lot of people think water, that's clean. Yeah. But it actually can be dirty. And and even with the chlorine, you know what I say? What? You what? still have people's butt stuff in there. Hello, yeah. butt stuff. I'm talking skin. I'm talking follicles. I'm talking um, flakes of poo-poo. You can say it. Flakes of poo-poo. <laughs> I'm saying flakes of poo-poo. And... Listen, it, that stuff isn't going to kill you, but do you really want it on your skin when you get out of the pool and then you're going to go to your little cafe and have your cappuccino and pretend like you don't have poo-poo all over you? Well, here's I, the th- – no, George, you go. No, you go. Well, okay. Flakes of poo-poo are on money too and like yet we, we love <laughs> and money. And that's why money is bad and this is an anti-capitalist <laughs> argument. No. <laughs> like I the just last think, like, time I used cash, honey, it must have been the eighties. I am all plastic <laughs> and Venmo. <laughs> I just think uh, as a society we've you know, we've revamped what flakes of poo-poo means. We put it in our pools, we put it on our money, we put it in fine dining. We we, we, we put it in fine dining. Fine dining. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Golden flakes of poo-poo. <laughs> Golden uh, encrusted. Just this like, gastropub serves <laughs> rack of lamb with flakes of poo-poo. <laughs> Golden encrusted flakes of Golden. poo-poo. I do want to say one thing. You know, despite the fact that um, Biden, let's say, won the election, we are still having such a healthy debate about whether or not pools should be heated in the summer versus the winter. And that's the kind of spirit we have to carry on with us in the next four years. We can't get complacent. You know, it's actually going to be psychotic if throughout this whole podcast where we keep being like, you know, assuming Biden wins and it comes out that Trump won on this day. That's what I said in the beginning. I was like, you are, this is such a dangerous line to be walking on. And it's funny because I was like, I'm not ready to record. And then you were like, oh no, I have an idea. Let's start. And your idea was that we should talk about the election. Well, I thought it would be dynamic and like interesting and fun and like, like topical. Like, I think it's important to like talk about things that are actually happening. I hate it. It's bringing me stress. It's bringing me traumatic memories. I, last year year, or excuse me, four years ago when Trump was elected, um, I was asked to do Chris Gethard's show and he wanted me to do, to be a character that was like an American, like a woman who is celebrating uh, the victory of Hillary Clinton. So I was like, fantastic. I dressed in red, white, and blue. I had a tutu on, you know, I had a choreographed dance 
And the show was taking place live as the election results were coming in. And it was like a 24 hours thing. And I was the last person to perform. You were last? I was last because it was going to be like the celebration. Like, and as we slowly realized it was Trump, I mean, Chris Gethard wanted to bury himself in a hole. And I had to come out there on that fucking stage at Eminem studio in my tutu. And, um, I had to change. I had to change last minute. I had to change on a dime, but that's what we do as actors. We change. We we adapt. Um, I'm like, so no, I, no. We follow the script. We. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what Annie. You're doing acting wrong. <laughs> you think Meryl Streep follows the script? Give me a break. Can I say one thing, Sam? That I just thought of. What. This episode, in fact, is not going to come out after the election. It's going to come out <laughs> on the election. Oh no! I can't Way. do it. You, I can't do this. Oh my god! This episode is going to come out on morning of election day. I can't. No. no. So, so do you think anyone will listen on election day? I think they're going to be listening <laughs> while they're walking to the they're damn polls. Listen, if you are not currently walking to the polls <laughs> oh and/or fishing out your dirty "I voted" sticker from voting early, putting it on your less attractive nipple to cover it, and then taking a selfie, then. Please turn this off right now. Turn it off. We will wait for you to turn it off right now. Go vote. <laughs> Especially oh if God. you live in a swing state. Yeah. Yes. Uh, that really matters. Annie, what did you end up doing in that moment? I did the same dance, but I... um, I uh... <laughs> God, The mind of a genius performer. How did you adapt? Well, I did the same dance. But at the beginning, I said this is dedicated to all the veterans out there. Because <laughs> no one, I don't care what side of... If you are Tea Party, if you are Antifa, honey, you can get behind vets. <laughs> oh my God. That was like... Uh, there were so many... Brooklyn shows that evening that were like, let's live it up. And like, now there's going to be so many Brooklyn podcasts coming out the <laughs> same day. <laughs> well, there's one. It's ours. This yeah, is the official okay. Tuesday is Radio Lab Day. I don't think any other. We chose that day because it was the one day that didn't have any other podcasts. Okay, I'm just. I'll be curious to see what's happening over at Earwolf on Election Day. <laughs> yeah, oh, same. Oh, honey, they're going to be blasting this on all channels. The Earwolf Election Day special featuring all of Forever Dog and Crooked. <laughs> oh my god. We're so political. We are wow. so political. I, I, I guess I'm sorry I brought it up, but I'm also not because we have to talk. Like, we have to talk about now it. Now that I know it's coming out the morning of Election Day, I feel less bad about it because everyone will be in the zone of, like, the results haven't come in yet. We're all in a fucking crazy mood. Like, it, it's it's the right it's the right tone for it. I do think if it were supposed to come out the morning after, I would be freaking out right now. Okay. I don't think either of you know when it's supposed to come out. Because <laughs> Sam was certain it's coming out the morning after. You are for sure it's like coming out election day morning. It is. <laughs> I'll be happy if I have something to talk about at Thanksgiving dinner. Oh, I will God. be happy if this comes out before Thanksgiving. That's all. I'm Listen, saying. we will too. Yeah. Okay. Oh if history God. is any indicator, this is there are going to be patches of audio that are off. 
you know, at, by that point you'll be canceled. You know, it's going to be, <laughs> we have no idea what can happen between now and the morning of election day and, or the day after election day. Yeah. A little behind the scenes of our podcast. A lot of listeners don't know this because we seamlessly edited it all together. We do so many reshoots. Um, you know, this is a multi-million dollar podcast. And, you know, if, if somebody says the wrong thing, we make sure to sort of get them saying the right thing, maybe a month or two later, and then we can release the podcast. Well, we I'm also actually- have things on location. We have a location scout that goes and finds. It's like complicated because a lot of our guests do live in either New York or LA, but then they record in a special apartment that our location scout (laughs) finds um, in order for it to feel more authentic. Every um, every laugh, everything you hear from me is completely scripted. These (laughs) guys have worked and reworked and rewritten many scripts. We we actually started this episode... (laughs) gosh, two years ago, writing for yeah. it. It was, so. And that was, you know, talk about the, that was in the beginning of the Trump administration. Yeah. I mean, it really did. It was political in a different way. You know, now I think everyone has kind of blocked certain parts out of it in order to live a healthy day-to-day life. But at that cool. point, we were, it was a real shock. And I have to I say- mean, not to be a complete nutter bitch, George, but two years ago was not the beginning of the Trump administration. Well, for some well, people I blo- it was now. The first- for some people it really began two years ago. I didn't. I actually didn't read the news the first two years, so I thought for two full years that Hillary Clinton had won the election, and then I opened because I had been logged out of my New York Times account. And but right. then something <laughs> had happened in my computer where it was able to log me back in, and I just How I logged in. How privileged yeah. for you that nothing changed in your life after two years of Trump being president. Let's talk no, about I, that. I actually, and and I'll say something that. just based on what I was what I was seeing happening around me. I thought Hillary was doing a pretty good job. <laughs> Um, but then I, in fact, at the time, really wanted to um, to look up this Alison Roman recipe at the, on the New York Times, oh, yes, I where just I assume she's still her. employed. And I, so I went in, but then I kind of accidentally, instead of typing cooking, typed in uh, president, New York yeah. Times slash president, which is I how, hate when if you do that, they... It's just one word and they, they tell you who the president is. Yeah. And I was really shocked because I was like, oh, God, I accidentally typed this. I'm sure it'll say Hillary Clinton. But then it's a Donald Trump. Yeah. So you found out two years later from the New York yeah. Times cooking miss, miss, miss cooking out. slash president. Yeah. And it um, and that's that really woke me up. And so then I planned something which I called the um, Women's March. Oh, and you I, it, yes. I kind of started emailing a lot of people I knew and I said, you know, we should act like Tr- Donald Trump is president. We should do something about that. Maybe a march. <laughs> yeah. And so a lot of I mostly emailed them. Um, you know, gay male friends of mine, white gay male friends of mine. And I said, we should do a women's march. Mm. And then um, it sort of changed to a women's brunch. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then it sort of just it turned into like a really a men's brunch. <laughs> <laughs> and it actually was really, really fun. And it kind of rolled over and we decided to go to bars afterwards. And it, yeah, did you it guys, was really fun. did you guys do anything like anything, uh, you know, that you, anything that you wanted to do politically? Like, did you have any goal in mind or did you tr- just, ate brunch and hung out. Well, I think I anytime think, you can yeah. catch up with friends, that's political. I was literally about to say the same thing. I said it, to be queer and joyful is an act of radical resistance. And when I order, you know, let's say pancakes for the table, I'm happy. Yeah, I will say anytime I go to brunch, it's political because A, my friends, um, I hang out with Louis C.K. And B, um, <laughs> I'm not on keto, and I think that a lot of people you know, that's, that is um, that's shocking. You know, that is yeah, so no, shocking. you have keto, um, a keto energy. 
Yeah, I have keto energy, yet I'm not on keto. The fact that you are publicly not on keto is so brave. Thank you. Right now. Yeah. And we need to hear from more people like that. That's. I think that's why I wanted to tell my story today. I I, I was hoping that I could touch people in a way. Um, you know, for a long much time, much like I Louis C.K. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. Well, to be fair, like he Louis only touched K. himself. I think. Yeah. Yeah, he Self-love. didn't touch other people. Right. Yeah, I don't force people, people to watch me touch myself. Yeah. <laughs> so you wanted to touch other people. Keep going. Yeah, I wanted to touch other people. I was ashamed that I wasn't on the same diet. I was I was ashamed I wasn't losing weight fast enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I felt like there must be some people out there who need to hear from somebody like me that it is okay right. to to eat how you used to eat when you were in eighth grade. You know, yes. like if if you you're eight years old and your parents aren't with you, what are you gonna order? And that's what I do. Yes. Yeah. Pizza, chicken tenders, etc. Fascinating. Orange juice, apple juice, grape juice. And so that's how you um, express your politics. I don't know. I don't remember what we're talking about. <laughs> yes, that's how I express politics. <laughs> got it, got it, got it. Got it. Okay, awesome, 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 awesome. Wow, you really kind of, that's the only thing less impactful than a men's political brunch is eating chicken tenders. Yeah, it's it's crazy too because I'm a vegetarian, but I right. eat chicken tenders. So yeah. that's that's ident that's kind of the slippery slope of identity politics. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I did you guys oh hear that? God. Did you guys oh hear that? Oh my god. The the riots are starting already. The election is canceled. Yeah, this is <laughs> we cannot have four more years of Don't Trump. vote. It's not safe. Oh my God! No, please! If you're if you're sitting at home listening to our podcast, run to the polls. Well, walk. If you're sitting at home listening to this podcast, it's probably Christmas morning. That's when <laughs> it will drop. Christmas morning, twenty twenty one. Christmas. Um, should we do our first segment? Whoa! Oh my God! Is that I guess? I mean, you seem to be in such a hurry. I'm. I'm actually not in a hurry. I was just like looking at the clock, and I was like, "Well, we have been." recording and it's like maybe it's like now is the time to do the first segment it's true i mean we have been recording as we've said for two years so (laughs) it it, it does seem like weird that suddenly you would have a sense of urgency about doing our first segment (laughs) yeah we've been recording for two years and what you're hearing right now is the best of those two years (laughs) so just imagine what we've been talking about and we haven't even so part of your uh audio annie is that we hire um various actresses to do voiceover mm-hmm. because we actually don't like the voices of any of our guests like mm-hmm. we really like them as artists as comedians as friends but we actually find every um, new york comedian's voice really grating and so we end up hiring struggling artists like um bryce dallas howard for instance she does a lot of her voiceover work uh amy Ad- only redheaded actresses mm-hmm. who have not won oscars and um and for you we were thinking jessica chastain Oh wow. Yeah, um I I'm okay with that. Do you I don't know if I have a like a liking to her. Right. But uh-huh. I mean oh, she, interesting. she's uh she's like beautiful and has sex appeal. Right. Right. Um so I I just don't know if she would embody my spirit, but I I would be ha- if if people think that when right. they when they, you know, think Annie they're like, "Oh, I hear Jessica's voice. That I'm cool with that." Well, that is the feedback we've gotten. So, okay. yeah, that's smart. Maybe yeah, we can so- have Jessica Chastain and just uh, not credit her. Oh yeah, yeah. 
Okay. Okay. Yeah, awesome. I mean, Great. You, are you guys going to dub the whole thing or is, is she just yeah, going to start taking yeah. over so now? That's oh, why okay. we gave you, that's why it's so tightly scripted so that it would be easier for Jessica for to, her then, to jump in. Yeah. To <laughs> jump in. Cause otherwise it would take like another two years. And by that point, you know, the um, producers are getting upset. They're getting upset. And in another two years, like I will then find out who the next president is. So then I will be kind of like in a weird mood, you know, Okay, who are the, who are the producers over at Forever Dog? I kind of know everybody at Forever Dog. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Are, are you just assuming we're on Forever Dog because we're gay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming you are on Forever Dog because when you invited me, you said this podcast is a mix of like Los Culturistas mixed with Los Culturistas. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I, I never said that. That, that is, is a, I'm being lied to on my own podcast. I cannot to be dragged like this. Oh, so they must be one of those forever dog puppies. You know, one of the little dogs over at Forever Dogs. Yeah, they're up and coming, honey. Yeah. Okay. We are not affiliated with the iHeartRadio podcast Las Culturistas. No, oh. we are an independent. Someone's left behind in tw- in in the in the uh what's it called? Obama years when they were on <laughs> Forever Duck. <laughs> um, okay, Annie, we are about to start our first segment, and it is called Straight Shooters. And in this segment, we are going to gauge your familiarity with straight culture by asking you a series of rapid-fire questions where you have to decide between two straight concepts. And you are not allowed to ask any follow-up questions about how the game works, and if you do, we will yell at you. Oh, Sam, take it away. Um, okay, Annie. Leaf peepers or peaky blinders? Peaky blinders. <laughs> okay, Annie. <clears throat> What's past is prologue or the future is female? <laughs> the future is female, honey. Okay, Annie. Lindsay Lohan or Lindsey Graham? Lohan. Okay, Keith Richards, Keith Urban, Keith Olbermann, or Kiefer Sutherland? Keith Urban. Oh, okay. Looping someone into an email or bumping the thread? Bump. Elevated horror or this elevator is out of order? <laughs> wow, that's a good one. Um, this elevator is out of order, honey. <laughs> um, that's your catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of a fun, like, sounds like a sex that's thing a almost. That's a fun catchphrase. Oh, you want to get with me? This elevator is out of order. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the doors don't fucking work, bitch. <laughs> Do not buy me a drink. <laughs> um, okay. Raw, rough, hot sex or prayer? <laughs> oh my god, prayer any day. Okay. Suppressing your mental health issues or being so in touch with them that it's like, okay, we get it. <laughs> <laughs> suppress, suppress. Okay. Okay, wow. wow. George, what I do you think, think Annie got? I have to say... That was one of the best performances I've seen. How yeah. is that a good performance? If you how have to ask, of, how could anyone? You're already winning. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, this is to gauge if I know straight culture. No, no. What was that? That was just you guys flexing on like some of your writing skills. No, that's unbelievable. Literally- <laughs> and you guys- <laughs> you guys think that fucking Bill Burr is listening and he's gonna 
Bill Burr always listens to all the Forever Dog podcasts, and he is currently casting his next set of stand-up specials called Bill Burr Presents. Are you uncomfortable? Fuck off! <laughs> A Forever Dog. A Forever Dog production. <laughs> yeah, we do love Bill here at the pod, and you know, and all those guys, you know, those those old dogs, um, all guys, period, all bald guys. We just hope are listening and hope see us as not just personalities but writers, because that's really what we are. Annie, where do you stand on bald men? I was just thinking about it. I was just about to say, I used to not be into bald men, but I think as of recently, because I am balding, and this is very brave of me to admit that my hair is fucking falling out. And um, if if our viewers could see Sam's face right now, it's a face of like, ha ha ha, got you, bitch. I'm now going to be the queen of underground comedy in Brooklyn, you stupid balding bitch. It's unbelievable. It is so. <laughs> what did I do to you, Sam? Literally. Yeah, yeah, bitch. I've been waiting for this ammo my entire fucking life. You've always, you've always uh, held me and you've dangled me, and now I have the power. Oh, look at the power now. I'm going to release this podcast, sure. and you're fucking done because everyone sure. knows you're a bald ass bitch. He has more fucking hair on his lip than I do on my head. Albeit, his hair kind of looks like. Um, the hair on somebody's butthole. You I mean, wish. Yeah. You got him. You wish. <laughs> George, you can agree, right? I do think Sam's hair would look gorgeous on any butthole. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's what I meant by that. <laughs> yeah. See, I affirmed both of you. I affirmed your insult to him while also, in fact, complimenting his hair. Okay, that's... someone's been going to therapy. Oh my God. <laughs> Um, anyway, I appreciate bald men now because I'm like, oh, I'm in that boat. Soon I will be there with you, brother. And, you know, let's, let's fuck. If you need, if you need somebody to fuck or I don't know, bald men probably aren't, they're probably getting laid all the time. I don't know. That's I think I bald men are hot. Yeah. I think, well, obviously it implies a dad thing. There's like a mature thing to it. It also, and this is not true and psychotic, but it implies something horny about them. Like it makes it feel like they're very horny. Like <laughs> I imagine them being like so full of horny energy God, that they're the hair lengths fell you out. go to to say everything implies that something is horny. No, but it does. Do you just tenuous <laughs> connections. Oh yeah, if someone's bald, it implies they're horny. Show your work. No, it's just <laughs> they have they're so uh, horny uh-huh. that their hair falls out. It is. <laughs> no, Sam, that is not That's it. not how it works. That's <laughs> literally how it works. No. I'm a doctor. No. Well, then it follows like that if Annie, like Annie is claiming that she is losing her hair, which I have to say, I personally cannot see and I am looking at you, but, okay, if, I, but I will believe you, over. believe women, mm-hmm. and if, the, if you're losing your hair, that does mean you are excessively horny. I mean, it couldn't be further from the truth. I want to reiterate, Sam is not a doctor. If you are listening to this, it is New Year's Day. Sam is not a doctor. <laughs> Let it be known. My okay, hair is, is falling out because of female pattern balding. It is a little different from male pattern balding. It is it is purely hormonal and not the hormones that make you horny. I was okay, about Sam, to say. There are different types of hormones, Sam. Yeah, male hormone balding makes you horny. Okay, there are female different- Female hormone balding is because- uh, female horn ball. Did you say <laughs> female horn ball balding? 
<laughs> female hormone balding oh. <laughs> is yeah. when you are kind of like in a bad mood. Yeah, yeah, you're just like PMSing, you're bitching. So if you you're see like a woman listening with to no Kate hair, Bush, fucking run away because she's a raging bitch. <laughs> <laughs> my very sim- my gender politics. It's like men hormone horny, woman hormone angry. Is that wrong? <laughs> Yeah, that's right. And uh, and for women, it can be complicated because like you can use that energy in the bed. Do you know what I mean? You can. Yeah. Uh-huh. Angry sex is the only sex we know how to have. So we have to find <laughs> ways of, do, of switching it up, you know? That yeah. is really interesting. That is yeah. so interesting. And and that's kind of why we're so happy to have your perspective on this podcast. Because yeah. Annie, thank you for teaching us about women. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. I know you you gays just think that oh, life's about us and women can fucking die. We can make our own babies in the lab, blah, blah, blah. But you kind of need us, you know? Wow. It's like you've yeah. been overhearing our conversations at the, at the gay sex bars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now, I've Annie, been to you, the as far as yeah. You, oh, well, Wait, you which ones? No, I haven't. I haven't been to the sex. Oh, okay, one, but I, I was like, I would believe you. No, I wish. You claim that you have brought a topic with you. Mm-hmm. I think it's about time we unveil what that is. Would you like to substantiate that claim? Okay, I want to <laughs> see what you guys think of this. What do you think of this as a topic? This is straight culture to me. Yeah. Deli counters. Ooh. Any deli counters, grocery delis, bodega delis. The deli counter is intimidating. I it agree. It's always like a, a guy who's like kind of scruffy, but he's been working there his whole life and he hurries you. He's always asking you like, oh, you're like, oh, I, I this ham looks divine. Can I get some of this divine ham for my family? It's like. How, how how much do you want? It's like I don't know how much I want. I right. I have a f- hungry family. You tell me, <laughs> Mister Butcher. Like you're the you're the one cutting the meat. Just it's very intimidating, you know. It's, I completely agree. I find I deli counters extremely agree. intimidating. There's yeah. it's also the there's a locker room feeling to it. The, the like That's it. the boss thing. The like what do you want, boss? Is like uh-huh. whoa whoa whoa. Like it's it's assumed masculinity. It's like. You got to know what you're talking about and you got to talk fast and it's, it's every time I go to a deli counter, you know, I try to I begin my order immediately, the guy goes fag. <laughs> then I try to kind of I'm like, "Oh, can I maybe can I have like the turkey sandwich?" And then he immediately he looks at me and he's like <sighs> He's like, "We don't have turkey." <laughs> And then I say, oh, okay, like any other kind of lunch meat will do. And I'll say, like, which one do you want? And then and then it'll be kind of like that back and forth as I my tears are welling up in my eyes as I'm going through. But I can't remember the names of any lunch meat. So mm-hmm. I'll just be paralyzed, but but mm-hmm. bawling. And then he will kind of invite his friends over and say, look at that fag crying. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. that happens every time. And I try to, you know, this happens to me every uh, day for lunch. This exact experience. It's interesting you can't remember any lunch meats because there is a menu and, you know, you can see it through the glass pane. But maybe just your... Your anxiety is just blind. I have to say, though, the menus at delis, it's never It never matches up. It's never clear. There's like a menu that someone put there in like 1876. Yes. 
And there's a menu from the future, and you're like, there's well, that's one not from right. the past and one from the future, <laughs> and both of them are somehow out of date. It's yeah. like a menu from the past, a menu from the future, and then the deli guy's like, we don't have any of these. What do you want? Well, right. George, I have such a different experience at the deli counter, and maybe it's because maybe I have straight passing privilege. Um, you know, I'll sort of order. I'll be like, hey, can I have like the the you know, the BLT? And uh, he'll be like, pussy though, right? <laughs> do you play along sam do you yeah i'd be like man it's so fucking good the pussy's always good wow yeah. what do you like most about pussy boss <laughs> um probably the feeling of my dick in it <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah me and my boys were just talking about the feeling of my dick and pussy <laughs> <laughs> You're right, brother. This BLT's on me. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll say thanks. Um uh and and hey, get it in. Yep. That's the classic uh you know, greeting that you say to a deli counterman. <laughs> Gotta get it in. Make sure you Gotta get it in. Gotta get it in. Wait, can I be completely honest and absolutely bring this conversation to a screeching halt? I have to pee so no. bad. I literally have to pee so bad. What are we supposed to do? Like, <laughs> this is insane. Like, I feel like you the can't wait going 20 really minutes. Well. Like, I have to be so bad. <laughs> I, I am, I am offended. I've been pregnant and, and you don't know what it is like to have to pee bad. Yes, yeah, Sam. What are you pregnant? <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Okay. I'm, I'm honestly, just go pee. I'm going to be, I'll be right back. I think we should whatever we talk about right now. I think you should absolutely go to the podcast, and you yeah, should I see agree. if it is like better. You know, yeah. No, we can. There. Yeah, no, it's um. And like, and if it is, then I mean, listen, I, and don't tell anyone this, but like, Sam does hold me back. I think in this podcast, mm-hmm. I feel like I, it's always I'm making one step forward, and then it's and then he'll start talking, and it's two steps back. Yeah. I think, you know, it's kind of like one of those memes that's like, you know, the podcast with Sam, the podcast without Sam. And then with Sam, it's like, you know, it's a, like a decrepit kind of Gotham in Batman movie. And then without Sam, it's like a, a city of the future. He's a little obnoxious. He's a little flashy. Yes. And it's time that you kind of put your face on the podcast in a way that is not so, you know, tacky. I think you could make this thing go farther than Sam has tried to. He's made yeah. an ass of himself. He's made an ass of both of you. It's it's um it has affected my career negatively. Yeah, I'll tell you, I didn't even want to come on. Okay, hey, but what, hey. what did I miss? Oh, nothing. We were just we'll we'll cut it out. It's not a not a big deal. But <laughs> um, awesome. Well, can we return to the topic? I'm not I feeling. So. I don't sure, like yeah. about it. I don't know. You know what? I have to take a. I have to take a giant <laughs> shit. Can you guys hold on 15, 20 minutes? <laughs> I was gone for like a one minute. Like it was like yeah. a long pee, but yeah. that's just like to, to like, just like a proof of how bad I had to pee. Well, great. I mean, this, I mean, it's clearly done wonders for the momentum of this podcast where it's, you know, we're 44 minutes in and suddenly we have to 
grind to a halt and start again. And I, I'm, you know, I'm completely all over the place. I mean, you know that I get into this kind of ayahuasca type place <laughs> with the podcast where I'm like in the zone. And then as soon as one thing goes wrong, suddenly I'm, you know, just like throwing up. Yeah, yeah. I I was ready to wind down. And now with this like sharp, like slice in the in the vibe, I I'm just not feeling I'm just feeling I'm just not feeling very chatty anymore. Yeah, no. And, and you know what, Annie, like, I get it. Thanks. I mean, is there anything I can do to make it up to you? Like, maybe I, you know, won't destroy you and and tell everyone that you're a completely fucking bald bitch. Like, okay. uh, um, would that help? That's really or? nice to. Uh, that's really <laughs> nice of you to offer, Sam. Yeah. Like, you know what? That's. And this is the thing with Sam. Like, as much as you know, he so often ruins the podcast completely. <laughs> then there's this sweet side to him. Oh, don't go back. Don't go back. You're Listen, right. I fucking hate him. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> Sam, there is one thing you could do for me that would make me feel a little better. What's that? I need you to reveal the name of the person whose comedy you hate watching the most. Hmm. Huh. Like a friend or? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's so psychotic yes i you know and i I honestly wish have i told you about my dream podcast that was it was like gonna like i wanted people to shit talk using first and last names and fully say how they feel about people and then but it would only be around for like 20 minutes like you would have to like listen to it in a 20 minute window (laughs) this is such a (laughs) Such a difficult idea to execute. You know, people can record things. Well, right, and that's there would definitely have to be an honor system to this. Well, um, this would be like based on the blockchain, so you can't record it. Ooh, cool. What if it was like an Insta story? It would just like disappear. Like it was really quick. It would be like, oh, here's Annie on the podcast. She hates Nick Nanny, and right. then it just goes away. You know. What if it was like a conversation at a gay bar and it was not recorded and it's our entire lives? Okay. Oh. Okay. Okay. But I want strangers to hear. You should at the <laughs> deli counter go and say, I'll take the, you know, the number 12 and also I hate Nick Naney. <laughs> <laughs> I think that could be something that would make you feel so good just to get it out. <laughs> just tell strangers who you hate. <laughs> listen, between you and me... <laughs> Yeah, me too, man. <laughs> <laughs> but what about that pussy, though? <laughs> Gotta get it in. Gotta, Gotta get, it get it in. And then you leave, and that's a successful interaction. Um, Annie, um, say more about daily counters and how they're straight. Well, I... Oh, yeah. I had yeah. a follow-up question. We both talked about our experiences at deli counters. As a woman, how do deli counter men treat you? Okay, I'm going to speak for all women when I when I speak please, as please, a woman, please, okay? Please. I mean, you're the only woman guest we've ever had, so you really have to kind of we have to kill a lot of birds with one stone. Sick burn Edimodica. I listened to her her episode and I guess she's no longer a woman. And that's cool. Do, you know, be you. She's uh psychotic. Um <laughs> my experience with delis is you know, I grew up in in a suburb of Houston before I moved here, so we didn't have like, you know, bodegas i don't even think i say that right bodega bodega so all of our bodega all of our deli counters were in the grocery store and 
so I would follow my dad uh, grocery shopping and he would always go there to get our lunch meat. Like we would never get, you know, Oscar Mayer. We would always go to the, and the guy, the guy behind the counter would see my dad and they like knew each other. It was like, Hey, you know, it's like good relationship with your deli guy, seemingly friendly, but he would always cut these slices of meat for my dad to try before he like bought the whole thing. So it's like, he's passing this roast beef to my dad. Who's like folding it up and sticking it in his oily face. And it's like, it's very weird. <laughs> That's a very like Pinkberry kind of, <laughs> you know, it's a, it's like trying different kinds of ice creams. I guess I'd never thought to apply that to a deli counter situation. It could not be more opposite of Pinkberry, but yes, it is that vibe. <laughs> it definitely, you're right. It is a good comparison. Um, yeah, and to me, it was just like, I, this is not my community. This is not where I belong <laughs> in front of a deli. Is that why you became a vegetarian? Yes, yes. Thank you for reminding me I'm a vegetarian. Was, yes. I mean, I do think the experience of seeing someone just hand your father various uh, kind of hastily cut slabs of meat for him to try on try in front of you would be something that would make me a vegetarian as well. Well, sure. and not only that, but... Have you ever seen a deli where it's it's an actual like butch, butchery? I don't know how, how yes, you call it. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, and, yeah. and if they open those doors to the back, you're seeing carcasses. carcasses. Sam shaking his head. I yes, say, Sam. No, thank you. That meat you're eating at brunch was an animal. Okay. Ugh, no. And this, they have to die. No. Yes. <laughs> um, I wanted to point out uh, when George was saying that he was going to try uh, your dad was trying meats you said trying on meats and I think it's so important that um, <laughs> that you you just can't you know you can't turn off being gay you know these 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 things are so masculine that with the language is even hard <laughs> I'm sorry I just want to confirm like your dad was trying on meat outfits like the lady gaga meat dress but with different you know like a beef one a pork one a chicken one that's what you're talking about yeah, yeah yeah he would come home with different varying meats on his body and my mom was just like you know oh get to bed we gotta we gotta eat this meat off of you <laughs> get to bed and that was also very you know scarring so he would first get to bed and then you would eat the meat <laughs> off of him Only I in mean, bed. he would eat the meat and she'd say uh dinner's on dad kids go to bed <laughs> So wait, who is in bed and who is eating the meat? This is we so all confusing. We in bed, but only mommy ate daddy's meat. Oh, but then what did you guys eat? We we went to bed hungry. Oh. This is why I hate delis. Okay. <laughs> and this is why you hate delis. Yeah. Oh, God, you know what? That's really brave of you to share that. that yeah, is... thanks. I've been really brave this episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I've been watching a lot of Disney and a lot of you know, brave, female, strong characters. It's inspired me to, you know, I had to psych myself out to come on this podcast because I know, you know, that um, gay people are some of the, the bravest people. So I just want It seemed like you were about to say some of the stupidest people and then <laughs> yeah, you Yeah, I thought you were going to say something really say hateful. <laughs> I didn't mean that. I don't, I don't think all of you are stupid. Not all. <laughs> no. Most. Many. Most. Many. 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 Many are. But stupid in a way that's at least um, fun. Always fun. Yeah. Always fun. And and sometimes not. Yeah. To me, the reason I like gay people right. is that they are fun. 
Right. That's yeah. why I support their rights. That's why I go to the parades because it yes. is fun for me. It is fun. <laughs> I feel like it's a good time for me. Like me and my girlfriends would be like, what do you want to do today? I don't know. What is today even? Let's go outside. Oh my God, the parade's happening. This is something we could do. And we have a fucking blast. We get shit faced. Yes. You know, we tease gay guys and they <laughs> right. just love it because we're fabulous. And <laughs> yeah. 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 No, that's what it's about. You know, people, I think um, ever since kind of marriage equality, we have lost sight of the fact that gay guys can be fun. <laughs> yeah. Let's make gay fun again. Make yes. gay fun again. God, that is oh. such an iconic idea for a parody Trump hat. Just oh, a hat God. that says make Remember Trump? Funny. Remember when he was president? Oh, my God. Thank God we're past that. Hello. Remember? Okay. But truly, remember the like, everybody coming out with a dumb parody hat and so it was like stupid. so stupid and so annoying and then he won and all those people with all these parody hats are like oh this sucks now like it's so bad it's so bad i see people in my neighborhood and they they're like the uh what was this one guy shirt it said uh Y'all talk amongst yourselves. I have to remember it because you will you will <laughs> gag when you hear it. So you bad. will gag, hunty. Gagging gag. on this t-shirt, uh, slogan <laughs> Donza. <laughs> it was just like it was like he was clearly like an animal rights like PETA guy, but he was playing off like the Black Lives Matter movement on his no. shirt. So it was like, what do you? Oh my god, I think I know what you're talking about. Do you know what I mean? It was like fur matters or something yeah in, yeah, in that no. vein where no. it's like what are you doing asshole like <laughs> fur fur matters above all else folks animals are number one i mean let's I, start there i do think fur matters actually sends the wrong message because it's kind of pro fur <laughs> yeah, it's yeah it's like fur looks incredible take it <laughs> for my yeah just the shirt that says in the or a hat but it's it's not even a parody of Make America Great Again. It just says fur is incredible, but it's like a red hat. <laughs> fur burgers are incredible, too. <laughs> yeah. Okay, deli counter. <laughs> okay, deli counter. Do you guys think that is a straight culture thing, deli counters? Oh, 100%. I mean, there's not, the idea of a, a counter and the idea of a deli, like it's... And okay, I've, I found, I've been trying to rack my brain to think of like, what is the... Uh, other the flip side of that how have we queered the deli counter i think it is the juice station a hundred percent okay yeah because even i was going to mention this too another super straight thing about it is that some delis will try to like jazz it up and put like fake grapes in there or like Uh try to try to make it look nice and it just it's 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 so bad it's so bad. I mean, it's very like, let one woman in this space, like just let her in and like <laughs> fix this space. But they're like, no, this is my guy zone and I'm cooking and cutting and slicing my meat. And, <laughs> and I have no to say, I'm normally, I'm normally against women in power, but I do think that <laughs> a woman owned deli counter would I'm be pretty sleeping. fucking rad. Right now. I am. I'm about to fucking punch George through this, this computer. If you don't get on board this train, honey, it's going to run you over, okay? Female is future, like I said before. (laughs) Female is future. It would be very funny if you now, in 2020, made 
sweatshirts that just said female is future <laughs> and you started selling them and you were like this is a phrase that means a lot to me it reminds me that female is future um please buy them on my instagram the the proceeds do not go to charity female is future and it becomes more popular than the future the is future is and that yeah. person who coined that and then there are like write-ups of you on write-ups of you on like vogue.com and, and cosmo and you're like yeah, I guess I just had the idea that female is future. <laughs> and then next thing you know, you know, the sponsors came, Jessica Alba is modeling them. Um, but it for me, it just goes back to the nucleus of the idea, which is that female is future. And don't try to change the subject, George, if you like have a phobia of women being in power. I think that's really fucked up. And I think you need to see a, a therapist. Well, it's not just women in power. It's women being empowered in any way. So often, you know, it'll... It has to start with a woman getting empowered and then she will be empowered enough to be in power. Mm. And for me, I like to nip it in the bud. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't believe, I mean, even your own mother, your mother should what? She. Well, George has talked about how he feels about his mother on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks she's an utter bitch. That's not true. <laughs> Sam has called my mom a bitch on this podcast literally upwards of 17 times. I'm literally quoting George. I'm literally just quoting George, and that's like what he's always saying. I th- I grew up in a very uh, woman-centric household. I have a mother and two sisters, and, um, and I think that <laughs> seeing how empowered they all are really just solidified the fact that that's enough. <laughs> No more women in power. <laughs> no, no. I just think um, it doesn't seem very uh, ethical. Do you know what I love about this podcast? What? It is sincere. <laughs> it is um, from the heart. Right. It is not cynical. No. And we get to know one another's thoughts and feelings. You guys really cut right to the core of what's important. You know, you 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 cut through the fat to bring it back to meat again. Yeah, well, we don't <laughs> it's it's a very um it's kind of a fat phobic podcast in that way. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you know, we always believe like truth in comedy. You know, we all we read that book and we give that book to each one of our guests as a little parting gift um because we just think that's like the most important thing you can do in comedy. What's your favorite part of that book, Sam? Um, my favorite part, damn, I guess the section on initiating um, scenes um, with sort of um, specifics. You know, don't say, uh, can I have some ketchup? Say, can I have some Heinz ketchup? I found that to be so enlightening. Yeah, I loved that example they used in the book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sam's always referencing that, and I don't get get it it's like i'll say i'll actually say a specific thing as a prompt and then he'll be like do you mean heinz ketchup and then he'll kind of wink at me and i'll be like well i don't know the scene was not about that you know like we're in a ballroom actually um (laughs) but I, i think the thing is you know the thing with an example is that you take it and then you you think of it as just one example among many but for sam He's kind of he's stuck on the fact that every comedy scene needs to contain a reference to Heinz ketchup. I mean, if in the book Truth and Comedy they say initiate the scene with Heinz ketchup, you initiate the scene with Heinz ketchup. Like, like that just makes sense. 
Sam, you're a purist, and if you were a religious man, I think you would be, you know, um, a Hasidim or maybe um, Amish, and you would take the old book very literally. And for you, he is an originalist. I'm a truth and comedy originalist. Yeah, you're like that bitch bitch who's going to be in the Supreme Court. Wow, who doesn't like women in power now? (laughs) Listen, a bitch is a bitch. And that's what I'm saying with regards to my the women in my family. From this bomb bitch to that stupid bitch. Stupid bitch thinks because she read a book, she can be on the highest court of honor. She read Truth and Comedy once. Reads Truth and Comedy once. <laughs> so you want- Do you uh, think more industries should have Supreme Courts? Are you asking me or Sam? Just, you know, <laughs> it's both o- of you. open. I'm thinking... Uh, like I'm gonna, what if the entertainment industry or the fashion industry or, you know, um, medicine just had Supreme Courts that well, then made in general, decisions? Uh, speaking of fashion, I, I do think fashion uh, opens itself up to a lot of rules and laws. And like, you know, there's fashion police. Like if, if we have like police state and in we need fashion, fashion, I think police. we need um, like a judicial section of fashion specifically. That's a really good idea. And I think there's some industries that are lacking a police. Like comedy could definitely use some police. We oh, could 100%. Use some patrolling the streets, honey. Because the men out there and you guys are not – written off in this you are grouped into this as well you are holding on to your cranks you are masturbating yourselves after mm-hmm. shows you are endorsing women to watch it <laughs> you are literally sexually harassing um students if you're a teacher you i've never harassing. been a teacher i've never been a teacher okay. me neither i don't believe in power dynamics <laughs> okay. um so i think a couple police yeah some good guys in blue um on the comedy scene would be great. Yeah, defund normal normal police and refund uh, comedy police. Well, defund the fashion police and then take those people and train them to be ethical comedy police and then have like a truth and reconciliation committee but for the fashion industry. Well, I don't then, think... like on top of that, there would be the Supreme Court of, of ruling over... Of fashion and comedy. Yeah. Great. Great. I mean, I think that solves pretty much everything. That works really well for me. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) What the podcast is about. Should there be... um, And here's the thing, Andy. You mentioned this, that this podcast is sincere. And we've always said, as long as you're living out loud, it doesn't matter what you're saying. Do you agree or disagree? Yeah, what's your take? Hardball. Um... I'm going to have to say, uh, no, as a mature person who has uh, gone through uh, birth and I've mm. had... Um, I've been through birth. I literally yeah, was born. I was all born. Okay. Let me rephrase. <laughs> um, have been gone, uh, given birth. Um, oh, yeah. I haven't done that yet. Okay. okay. I've driven across country. That's really hard. Yeah. And I recently moved apartments. Where did... <laughs> did you have movers? Yeah, there were uh, actually a bunch of comedians. But it wasn't that hard. You had movers. It well, was I emotionally very difficult on my friend George. Yeah. He didn't have a home for a, an hour-ish. Yeah, more than that, actually. You did have a home. You were moving to it. But there was that little Well, hour. you know, when does a house become a home? You know, it's a hotly debated topic. I mean, it's just, I, if it's up to me, it's when everything is hung on the walls. Anyway, that congrats kind of- <laughs> on giving birth. <laughs> right. So what were you saying about that? I don't remember. You guys are assholes. Um, 
I really am trying to think. I gave birth. I'm mad. What did you say? What did you ask me? Um, it's hard. Oh, um, living out loud. Living out loud. Yes. Now that I've had these life experiences, I believe that quietly observing, shut your lips, open your ears, let other people be loud and make an ass of themselves. And you don't have to say a thing and everything will solve itself. That's actually smart. That is actually kind of smart. Okay, um, so I could, I'm a strong woman. Well, you're a silent woman. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess if you think much like Amy Coney Barrett or a, a lot of these other uh, women, that actually a woman's strength comes from her silence and even submission, I think that's an interesting perspective. I mean, I don't know how empowering that is in a literal I sense, but submissive. You know, I come from a family where we ate meat off my dad's body. Okay. <laughs> I don't think, don't think for one second I'm going to lay down and take it like a dog. I mean, from what I remember, only your mom ate the meat off your dad's well, body, and she literally didn't feed her children. Which I guess is feminist in a way to be like, yeah, I'm a mom, but I don't feed my kids. Listen, sometimes on Friday nights, TGIF. <laughs> Eat from daddy. <laughs> eat from daddy Fridays. Teeny, I eat from daddy Fridays. Wow. It's always good when it's a Friday and we can eat from daddy. <laughs> wow. Oh, um, well, I think we've gotten pretty much to the bottom of it. We should. We have gotten to the bottom of it, and as two bottoms, it's time to get to the top of it. Oh. Wow, that's our new catchphrase. RuPaul found dead. All I'm saying is TMI, folks. Too much information, <laughs> honey. Lock the ears. No, no. Annie, our final segment. <laughs> How many segments? No, I promise segments? this is the last is this one. A fucking millipede? What? Se- segments, guys. Um, right, 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 right. Damn. Right, right. right, right, right. Um, wow. So our final segment. No, we're not mm. a millipede. This is a podcast. Yeah, this is a podcast. I mean, that, that feeling dog. when the riff bombs, unbelievable. Millipede. What are you talking about? Like, I'm sorry. We're just like doing a podcast. Like people Annie, listen to like this, this is like, all a joke. Like it's comedy. <laughs> like millipede. Like what are you talking about? Okay, this is National Geographic. Sorry, I have my minds on bugs today. I'm sorry. What were you going to ask? Sorry. Please forgive me, guys. <laughs> Honestly, thank you for that apology. Yeah, thank you. Um, okay, so shoutouts uh, is we give a shout out to something. The segment is called shoutouts. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. And we give a shout out. <laughs> a late night show. It's a podcast. Why do you have segments? Can because I just ask? We want to write on Colbert. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, because we're hoping that one of these days Colbert's damn hair falls out, he loses all his power, and we get to write for him. Uh, Yeah, his uh, hair falls off from being so horny that he then gives us jobs. Yeah, (laughs) men's hair falls off. If can I ask if you get a job ready for for Colbert because of this podcast? Don't you think you owe each of your guests um, one night to write on the Colbert Show? Like, because they helped make that episode for you. No. no. I mean, well, as we've t- discussed at length, 
what you're saying has been tightly scripted by us and our team, who yeah. is actually composed of the current Colbert writers that we don't yeah. pay. Yeah, I remember. I, I, but I remember writing some of my lines. Nope. No, no, okay. you definitely you hinted at what you the direction you wanted to go in, and we sort of wrote them. Okay. Well, you hinted at a direction, and then we said, "Can we turn? Can we turn a hard left?" Can you guys uh, make it quick? Because I have a huge dump I have to take. (laughs) (laughs) I have been holding in a poop since Sam has had to pee. Listen, the final segment is called Shoutouts. It is where we pay tribute to uh, a classic element of straight culture, which is the radio shoutout. Think TRL. Think Z100. Think, uh, you know, third example, Heinz Ketchup, um, where we give a shoutout to something that we are absolutely living for. And... um, and yes, Sam, do you want to go? Um, I could go if you want. You go, yeah. I'm, okay. I'm behind. What is up, ladies and gents? Ladies and germs, in fact. I want to give a quick shout out to the evil eye. Because I think we are really tempting fate by talking about the election on this podcast that is going to come out either the morning of the election or the morning after the election. And I want to channel the energy of my two iconic Greek grandmothers who raised me to believe that an evil eye, which I'm now holding up to the camera that I have with me at all times, I am channeling all my energy into positivity that is going towards the election and towards, in fact, the political process as a whole. And I'm just saying, please, God, let the, the outcome I want come of out. And for <laughs> that, I say thank you and good night. Woo! Woo! Uh, um, okay. What's up, listeners? Um, I just want to give a quick, quick shout out to um, Brand's uh, voting campaigns. I think these things have been um, mostly bad and mostly make people be like, do I even want to vote? It seems bad now. But, you know, and they're condescending and they try to be fun, but they're mostly not fun. I just just tell people to vote or whatever. Like people just make people vote, like just figure out a better way to do it. Like the corporate brands approach is like annoying and uh, abrasive and too present. It's bothering me and it will be over when this podcast comes out or happening when this podcast comes out. Okay, woo, woo. Wow, anti-capitalista. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lots culturistas. No, I don't think, I, I don't um, see the connection. I don't see the connection. Sorry. Okay. Um, okay, here I go. What's up, what's up, everybody? Brooklyn, how are we doing tonight? Listen, Woo! I just wanted to give a shout out to um, the Lost Culturistas podcast. You guys have made me who I am. You guys, I knew you before you were anything, and now you're out there, and you are the biggest stars. You are SNL. You are Quibi. You are um, You are still, but you, at the, at the end of the day, you are hosts, and you bring the people together, and everybody listens to you every night of the week and um you started podcasts you know you made it possible for podcasts like straight radio stratio i'm not really sure how to say it it's it's not a great name stradio lab to be where they are today and um it's you know it's gays like you paving the way for young gay boys who look at them their bodies and say who will ever love me and those guys grow up and they find another friend just like them and they start a podcast so shout out lost poultry says wow 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 i'm actually crying i'm tearing up 
Yeah. Um, and not in an emotional way and kind of, I'm in kind of a, I'm upset and I'm, I'm upset and, and feel bad about myself actually. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you know, Joe Biden won. So we all need to just be happy and just forget it. Okay. We can go back to, uh, ironic homophobia. <laughs> <laughs> It felt too dangerous in a Trump presidency. Yeah, it's no fun in a Trump it's presidency. True. It's true. Well, um, Annie, this has been a joy. I'm maybe mad at you. I haven't decided. Yes, Annie, we really appreciate you coming on here. And, you know, I'm sure this will be your final podcast appearance of all time. Yeah. And what a career it's been. <laughs> this is my final podcast appearance. I can't thank you both enough for paving that way. <laughs> um, but you guys are great. Thanks for having me on. Oh. This was a blast. Okay. <laughs> okay, bye. bye.